if you're just looking at the end goal of like the attention or success without looking at all the steps that come for that like you're probably not going to make it very far which is unfortunate this is champagne is also a band podcast one songwriter one song i'm sven your host for a journey into the music of champagne urbana Recorded in the Blue Box Studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Welcome to Champagne is Also a Band Podcast. In today's bonus episode, I have Robert K. from Robert K. Multimedia. So, Robert, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to, glad to be here. Let's just jump into it. What is Robert K. Multimedia? Or is that too big of a question? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's a big one. Um, I get that. I get a lot. It's essentially just my content, my, my work, an all-encompassing term that will cover everything from, you know, my photo and video work to my promotional work to, you know, booking and whatever else that I'm that I'm into. And it started off as Robert K recordings and then it's felt too limited. So I had to up that to multimedia. In the notes that you sent me, you said that you started off with like video and photography as as part of this venture to begin with tell me a little bit about that so i had some background in like photography in high school and things like that and then later on did some self-taught video game editing and this is like before the wave of where it was super accessible to like make your own clips and that sort of thing like you had to have a secondary unit to rip and record and edit and all that i'm not going to share the channel name but there's like old youtube video game channels of mine and things like that so I, I was doing that for a while by chance i ended up getting this position with summer camp music festival which was called the camp counselor position which is essentially kind of like a, a street team ambassador person on steroids like mm -hmm. super juiced up with like kind of meet like a street teamer but with media credentials and like good access to artists and things like that and in that you know, once that position opened up for me, I really, really started digging in on the, the photography and the video work as far as like what was around that music festival and then by association into the Canopy Club and into the Champaign-Urbana scene. So that's like kind of where like on the more serious level I got into the photo and video work. The stories kind of just strays all over. It was never a situation where I was like, hey, this is me and I'm going to do this like start to finish like that is was to never happen. It's just I'm all over the place and maybe to a detriment at times, you know, I just chase what I want to chase, you know, at the time. From being the camp counselor at summer camp, how did you get involved with Jay Goldberg events and entertainment. So JG, Jay Goldberg's, I'm just going to call it JG from here on out. Sure. They're the, the parent company, like the promotional company that runs Summer Camp Music Festival. So when I went in this camp counselor position, it's a volunteer 
ambassador type thing really just started introducing myself that way to the company and in a sense kind of unofficially interning right you know most people come into the company go in and have like a formal internship period and that sort of stuff which i didn't necessarily go through because i was just kind of around already and then that leads to covering some uh, shows and events at the canopy club which is owned by jg which gets me working with the artist more so i was already like a fan right and kind of around the other side of the industry from like just being a fan and the hang around and being like a and i was an active fan like i was a part of it but not on the creative side right i was just sure. taking i wasn't necessarily giving other than just like showing up there's a little bit of giving for showing up and true we spend and a lot of money and time at what point did you decide to start the cypher series or the cypher saturdays okay so first i guess i'd go back a little bit to like the summer camp and canopy stuff i was kind of like doing some video projects with trouble chasing like at their very initial formation like at the battle of the bands that they were solo artists that turned into trouble chasing like i was there and a part of that with the camera so that was a part of it I had the concept for a while and it kind of been inspired by their video programs called like, you know, the cypher effect and things like that. And obviously you've got the double XL cypher, the BET cypher and, you know, big platforms like that. So that's an existing thing. And then there was artists before me, promoters before me in the town, like the great thinkers, for example, who were known for throwing ciphers and doing ciphers. And I got to you know witness and cover and be around some of those and then this town hit a period when they shut everything down i'm not talking about the pandemic this is when they shut down cowboy monkeys like open mic like the ingram was running and the town did not have like any like zero hip-hop platforms there wasn't anything digital going on there wasn't any open mics there wasn't any venues doing shows like zero i could be wrong but I think it was something like the whole town went like a calendar year and there was like one rap show at, at Cowboy Monkey, uh, Jarrell Young. It was like the very last show at, at mm -hmm. Cowboy that they did. You know, in that period, there's just a, a big gap. And like I was just getting a little bit more invested, you know, and seeing, you know, seeing Mother Nature and seeing, you know, Jarrell and, you know, seeing, you know, big crowds downtown. Like I was able to witness High Dive, you know, and they're just huge rap crowds and it was all just locals and really you know packing the place and then it dropped off to like zero right, right. so there's just a huge gap and i don't know if there was like a specific moment or thing like there were certain events that inspired me like a couple great thinkers events and then like the beginning of trouble chasing and then like the very first Thanksgiving event which is like in the basement at blitz and chips which was one of the diy venues here and i kind of mess up the timeline like where the starting points were like but those were all like in this kind of same period and it just came to me it's like hey i got the camera so i'm gonna start just building out content right I'm going to just do it myself. We're not going to wait for people. We're not going to, you know, hey, help me do this, do this for me, right? I'm just going to use use my own resources, my own talent. Me being, you know, I got the camera. I'm self-taught editor. I already had kind of the network, right, from being the fan and from being around, right, so I could approach people. And then I knew people well enough or willing enough to approach other people for me right they're like oh he's solid so they would connect me to the next person and then i just got the ball rolling on what was initially started 
was supposed to be just a pair of video shoots, a pair of ciphers with like four artists on each. That was the original concept. Got a lot of early help on from this uh, this guy named Jordan. I don't know. He probably doesn't listen to this, but shout out to shout out to Jordan. He helped like kind of build out some of the early rosters and then got a lot of help early from Brian Doliner from IMC, you know, hooked up with him. He helped out a lot. Mike Ingram, Marcus Thomas, RIP Marcus, you know, got me into like certain venues, Exile on Main and Somas to do like the locations. Right. So when we did these video shoots, we had these unique locations around town to go to so it wasn't just a cypher effect video where it's just in like a random you know graffiti alley or whatever else you would typically see that's not a shot at sipyard that's not that was not that was not a shot there i'm just saying like in a lot of these videos you'll have that feel that's kind of where it started right and it's just i'm going to make these video projects and highlight some of these artists because the ball got rolling and we just had so much like talent and so much thought we decided to shoot four of them so it went from a two video project to a four video project got those out then started releasing those i think it was like the very end of 2016 is when those Hmm. started releasing they had a a ton of buzz around town everybody talking about not just on the videos but all the side threads all the side conversations and tons of positive response to it also kind of the negativity to it as well like you know where's this person where's that person you know that sort of stuff with all the conversation that came from those first video releases naturally a lot of people were like i want to do this i want the next one where's mine some people to the point of being like aggressive about it and like having problems with me because they wanted to be a part of it right Mm -hmm. I'm only one person, you know, this isn't a paid job. Nobody's paying me. It's all self on the side all. And, you know, I'm, I'm having help with those, like some of the key people I've, I've mentioned, I, you know, I brought in people to help with the audio, like to do professional tier audio stuff, right. That I mm-hmm. I'm not capable of. The response was, I want to do this. I want to rap, you know, where's my turn. So I decided to do a live event with open format cypher that I would record and the premise was all oh, you you, you want to rap right you got it you, you're you're the you're the man you're the one come do it come do it live right it's all the same people it's the same production teams you know we still got our DJs so come do it live and we did our first event at the IMC I think it was in January of 2017 or maybe maybe at the end of 2016 I can't remember mm-hmm. it was the very first event was at IMC it was an open invite cipher Meaning, you know, anybody could go up and rap over industry beats. Our first DJs were Carlos West Giles from the Ideal DJ crew and then DJ Belly. Those were the first DJs at that event. And we also had a rap battle, which is, was kind of a whole another side spinoff of the Cypher series. But that was Nick G and Skelly, which was the first rap battle that had been done in Champaign-Urbana in, in years, probably since like 2013 or 12 or something when they were doing them downtown and that was like a modern format battle rap battle rap was a very different looking thing when they did them back in the day so that was the first event and it went well it wasn't like amazing but it was good it was 50 70 people something like that for the first event at the imc i mean imc is not always easy to get a ton of people there especially if they're not using the used to going to shows there that did well enough that we decided to do the next one at the canopy club take it to the big stage that did very well almost did somewhere around 200 or something like that 
which is pretty good for a, for a community-based uh, hip-hop event. I don't think it was like a Friday or Saturday either. I think it was a Thursday or Tuesday, maybe. We're going to have our 100th show this year, probably. I kind of want to pause just for a second and, and maybe what defines something as a cipher so that people can picture exactly what that means when, when you say cipher. I'll do my best to answer what a cipher is and somebody more educated can probably correct me. I'm pretty sure a cipher comes from Latin roots of like cert or circa or something to cert, something like that, meaning ring. Huh. Meaning, meaning circle. A cipher is a circle. When people sit around rapping, right, and they're rapping yeah. to each other, what what organically happens? What what naturally happens? They form a circle. They form a circle. Huh. So that's that's the cipher. Don't drop the cipher. That's you passing around, you know, the lyrics. Don't drop the cipher. Huh. So that's where it comes from. It's a root of the hip hop of the Champagne Cipher series. You know, that's what it is. It's bringing the people together in a circle to rap you know I without see. without the safety nets you know i mean we do all types of projects and platforms and different types of shows but at the root of it it's just people in a circle rapping and okay. it's really it really um because of like the video revolution it's a it's a half circle is how you see it portrayed like sure. when you watch the double xl cypher any of those those are actually half circles because the audience is the other half of the circle right mm. the that side of the wall but the rappers are still in a circle on that side it's just where the other huh. side of it that's interesting that has totally changed my thought about what what the cypher was and in some ways i i had it more of a in my mind i thought it analogous to don't at me but kind of an idea of hip-hop but open mic there's a certain open mic quality to it i, I you know but definitely it's not necessarily for the focus of people being like okay here i'm performing this for people it's it sounds to me more community building right like in a way at its root i think i think just with me with myself being attached to it like being a media person right yeah you just get the presentation and you get the outward acknowledgement because we can produce that product right and that's what sells tickets mm, we couldn't just right. we have a flyer and be like hey guys because come wrap in a circle that's that's not going to bring anybody in so you gotta you know you gotta present the product and the experience in a huh. different way but at its root back to the imc it wasn't this big plat there was no platform i didn't have mm. i didn't even have pages there was no shampoo and cypher series page you know there was no platform for it like that we were just doing the event at its root it's a it's a very like raw kind of hip-hop thing it's funny to me that as, as soon as you brought it around to this this idea of it being uh you're passing passing around in a circle it made me rethink my interpretation of what a cypher was sorry for that weird tangent but i i just felt like it would be good for everybody that may or may not be familiar with yeah. hip-hop to, to know I, what that meant i, I tried know? to teach that to a group of uh it's zen's class <gasps> yeah it, it didn't quite go over so smoothly with like the eight-year-olds i don't think they, i don't think they quite had the, the patience to like follow me through that one what we're coming up on is the hundredth live event this doesn't include digital stuff like our verse for verse tournament or, you know, the first Cypher episode releases doesn't include those. Mm. Um, those are just pieces of content out there. 
but yeah we are approaching i'd have to do the math but yeah this year we should hit the, the show number 100 and that would include cypher saturdays which is the hip-hop showcase and you know also include like pop-up cyphers we've done at exile or even after parties you know things that weren't necessarily like promoted mm -hmm. outwardly you know things that we did in people's houses and things like that you had a show at the imc and then you had canopy club and then you had some over at uh blackbird and then nola's and yeah. now nola's is no more now it's moved to what what location we've really done all over like i did a run of shows at cowboy monkey we did bring the pain we did a run of very successful shows at cowboy outside of that jarrell show those were like the next four last hip-hop shows dang near just like in town downtown in general you know we had a couple of sporadic ones like post pandemic like at venues but really hip-hop never got has has came back so we did cowboy and just really it just kind of came down to jg owned so i so i already have an affiliation with the company through the summer camp stuff but they had the venues that would consistently work with me you know that i showed that i could do profitable shows all the other venues you know like like i said like cowboy monkey and downtown they were just ready to shut you down like every every show you have like the downtown illuminati hanging over your head wanting to cancel you know because there's there's a broken bottle in the in the parking lot at a bar oh no let's yeah. shut let's shut down the music scene I, I i feel like it it works better in urbana nowadays but i do you ever see that coming back to champagne downtown uh, not not with the people that own all the property and the, you know the people that have the most interest down there it's just it's never going to be like that type of live scene just gonna be high high rent and cookie cutter stuff yeah. i mean the space like that there's there's oh, a, yeah. there's a there's a space downtown no pun and I, I don't really know those guys but i know that they're putting the work in to actually have a genuine live interest you know what i mean and yeah. i just i can tell from the people just they're affiliated with or whatever that it's like the right way you know just knowing from the music and, and i'm not counting their pockets or whatever but early on you're probably taking a lot of losses and a lot of time learning and you know running three jobs like the cooks you know making burgers and running sound right? right like that's that's how you have to get those things like off the ground early i read earlier in your in your notes that uh cypher saturdays was the longest running cypher in central illinois longest running consistent hip-hop showcase which is just kind of a loose way to say that we've been doing it a while right yeah, um, yeah. but like i said there's champagne's definitely not had you know any sort of consistency or anything but just through the strength of jg was able to maintain you know a, a consistent monthly event at what was blackbird pre-pandemic and then back after pandemic into like blackbird and nola's and then nola's shut down and uh then we moved it over to canopy club now it hasn't been like every single month consistently like we've missed some and obviously like the pandemic we, you know we didn't we right. didn't have them during the pandemic but the brand is still there and it's still functioning and we're still getting more dates so it is the longest you know the longest running one what what is the pattern when when does it happen on a saturday which saturday of the month does it happen there is no consistent oh, okay. saturday namely because it's hard to compete 
like specifically at Canopy Club, it's hard to compete with these huge touring artists sure. because they want the Saturdays. So uh-huh. until we can get our local hip hop shows up to, you know, 500, 600 people, we won't be able to really compete with that. So we kind of pick our spots. Sometimes we'll juggle. They'll do like a big rental. They'll do formal and sororities in the main room. And we'll do our Cypher Saturdays event in the front room. Right. Sure. So got to got to get creative. Yeah. Find, find the space where you can. And that can be troublesome sometimes, and you might miss a date or miss a week here or there. Um, you just try to, you know, make up for an extra show later on, you know, okay. when you can. Beggars can't be choosers, kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, if if people are interested in, you know, attending or or performing even, where would they look to find out when that was happening or, like, how did they sign up, so to speak? The Champagne Cypher series instagram which is at champagne cypher that's the place to start and then more specifically if you just watch the canopy club website like as long as we're doing the shows all over there you should be able to keep up on cypher saturdays there's more info about you know how to sign up or get involved if you want to get involved just come to the shows that's the best way to do it a lot of people will send messages or ask friends of friends and be like oh i want to perform how do I get involved and all that? But they won't take the effort to actually just come to the show. So mm. in my head, if you don't, if you, ain't, if you don't have that sort of, you know, follow through to just come to the show and introduce yourself, then you're not necessarily somebody I'm, you know, going to work with and probably right. be able to grow anything with if, mm. if you can't take that small step. Well, and it also seems like if you want to be ready, you want to see how it, goes you don't want to be jumping in thinking you know exactly how it's going to go and then a lot of people are maybe i don't know it's it's definitely not exclusive to hip-hop you know there's a lot of arts i think you see it in sports and stuff too some people are maybe just in it for what they think the image is right Mm -hmm. the image or the things that come with it and not necessarily losing losing the art or like the not coming from a place of the art or sharing their art right which is where it should all start right Mm. then you can take it to live industry and worry about selling tickets but if you start with worrying about making money it's typically not the best approach you'll turn people off and you just you think you're going to skip a lot of the steps where you just the things you have to do to get better and to be better if you're just looking at the end goal of like the attention or success without looking at all the steps that come for that like you're probably not going to make it very far which is unfortunate champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support jubilee cafe jubilee cafe is a free weekly meal program at community united church of christ 805 south 6th street in champaign illinois Jubilee Cafe serves a home-cooked meal from 5 to 6.30 each Monday. Their mission is to feed hungry people by cooking healthy, delicious meals and by serving their guests restaurant-style with servers waiting on tables. Jubilee Cafe is open to anyone who cares to eat with them. Because food insecurity among students is so high, they serve students as well as others in and around the Champaign-Urbana community who struggle with hunger. Meals are free to all and will be served each Monday evening, located in the accessible lower level of the building at 6th and Daniel Streets in Champaign. For more information on the meal or how to volunteer, go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email them at jubilee.cafe at community 
community-ucc.org. That's jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. Welcome back. So, Robert, do you have a favorite Champaign-Urbana venue? Probably a little biased, to be fair. Maybe a little bit. But I, I, at the same time, it's an ob- objective opinion. It, it'd be the Canopy Club because, you know, I, w- I was sneaking into the Canopy Club as a kid trying to go to the shows. They've always had the best shows. You know, nobody else has booked Snoop Dogg and Wiz and Method Man and the Pumpkins and whoever. You know, it's just, it's not even close. And, yeah. and as far and as far as like being a hip hop promoter, there's only one venue that's consistently held the doors open. Only one. So, you know, that's where I'm at with it. To even clarify more, it's not even just having national hip hop acts, it's about having like local hip hop acts perform Cor- there as well. Correct. It's just beyond just the big ones, it's had, you know, the success of lots of local bands and that includes, you know, bands like Sun Stereo that, you know, are regular, were regulars for years. And, you know, that's a, that's a canopy club thing. Yeah. Um, at least in my head, like obviously they're sure. their own brand, but in my head, they're like attached. I'm curious though, you've been doing this for quite some time. Do you have like a favorite, you know, canopy memory from like a local performance? I just love to uh, point out the, the local performance, but, uh, is there is there a favorite moment that you might have man that's tough first i'll give you the non-local that you didn't ask for probably the method man show mm. there was just this insane method man performance and then got to hang out a little bit after or whatever that's that was a special moment he was touring his 421 album and anthony mackie who is now captain america was like there at the show which was kind of he was papa doc at the time he was eight miles papa doc before he was captain america but he was at the show which was interesting and then as far as local goes you know i remember there was a it wasn't canopy it was a sun stereo benefit slash ep release party out at i think it was mike and molly's or so i think it was mike and molly's i forget the name of the project but it was this ep that they released i remember that being one of the funnest shows around here i've ever been to because it was just like just everybody was there just you know anybody and everybody was was at that show and then as far as like the hip-hop chronology maybe maybe the very first trouble chasing show like the them as a group which was at canopy club and i i I was doing video for that was like after their summer camp battle of the bands and then right before summer camp it wasn't like anything they know it wasn't like some monster show or anything but just being there at that point right like at the first one that was kind of cool to see them now now they're doing you know state farm center or whatever not to go on a huge side track but uh, those two sandman slim and chase baby uh, uh the the chemistry between those two is amazing i don't know i've i i can only imagine what their first show would have been like but i, I would hope that they would have had that uh, that may have been developed later but no they um, they definitely had some level of chemistry early when they put the album together they were living to- together so you know they definitely right. had that chemistry at that point they were in like bender album mode for however long you know uh, i don't know you'd have to ask them but there was a period of time where 
you know whatever happened in the universe they were living to like at the same time trouble changes in the game together and make an album they were living together so it's weird for me to be like i'm so proud of them but honestly I, they're just no it's it's yeah. great it's great to watch them um succeed and i'm happy like with this the, the big duke deuce show this is like the you know heaviest investment or biggest one i've directly been involved with and i'm happy that i can put them on as a uh, support for for this big artist because you know they've definitely been an inspiration and worked with me along the way you know they've done more free sets and more free shows for me than anybody you know do you think we're headed in the right direction in terms of making hip-hop and champagne urbana bigger or what do you think would make it you know I, i'm not sure exactly what the right question is but healthier I, yeah healthier i think the main thing is just having more spaces to do it but then having the right people involved there's a lot of shady shady shit like pay pay to play people charging for performances and things like that and that's just it's just crooked that's kind of going to be an unpopular opinion because a lot of people especially in hip-hop just are like accept it as that's just the way it is but that's just the way it is has never been really a great reason to continue doing something you know especially if it's messed up i remember uh chase baby uh saying that one of his first big shows they were like oh we'll pay you know like it'll be whatever how, however much he said and he's like wow i only have to pay that much and then they were like no no no, we're gonna pay you which i don't know i he he tells the story so much better than i do it's it's well that's the thing with jg like if, if you're doing a show through the company we will pay people like we don't charge people to perform but there, there's it's then that's the other thing with hip-hop like that's the only place only space that it gets away with it you know how you know what i mean like yeah. all these other like none of these other genres deal with that it's not it's it's nonsense we, we, why do you think that oh man that started i mean I, I think there's a lot of reasons i mean i i have theories and maybe this is a, this so okay so this is a theory i've had for a while and i could be wrong and there's obviously probably lots of layers and nuance to it but i think some of it's just like freaking racism <laughs> Like I'd really do like a pre like systematic type stuff, not having the opportunity, not having the right music programs and the right spaces for the right people. So when you come up, there's all these people fighting for this small, small piece of the pie and there's nobody, there's not, not nobody, but there's not enough direction or instruction be like, don't pay to that. Don't, don't rap over your vocals. Don't, don't get suckered in by this skeezy promoter who's going to like sell you a dream right whereas i feel like a lot of the other genres have a system set up in a place and instruction and education for upcoming artists to not fall into those pitfalls and hip-hop doesn't and hip-hop is just like oh i'm gonna pay this money and it's that's my road to the top and it's just like no go get your go get your mastering right go you know get your licensing own your songs like there's so much to do in like as far as being a professional musician and it's not that shady promoter stuff which i think that's one of the big problems it's like you want more spaces but you got to have the right people you can't have like predatory behavior like that as far as like if you so you so i can say oh we need 10 more hip-hop shows right and that'd be fun but if half of them are crooked and just like whoever's paying is getting to perform that's not building the scene that's not mm -hmm. doing anything for the scene that's not enriching anybody's you know career nobody ever got whisked away on a plane by buying on to be the fifth sixth opener to you know on a on a show in yeah. front of a bunch of people nobody cares about like that's never happened 
but for some reason that's the dream that's constantly getting sold like i said i could be totally off but i feel like that might be one of the factors in the whole pay to play and why hip-hop is so vicious in that sense it's like the wild west sometimes and like i said it just doesn't happen in any other genre all the other genres i work with they would look at you fucking crazy right if, if you tried to make these sort of demands like the way that hip-hop artists get treated and they shouldn't be treated like that it should it should right. not be like that so that's the thing I, i've never yeah. i've never charged anybody to perform and i don't plan on it you know and i pay people when when you know when i can and if i can i'm on the level about it you know right it's like we're not making any money bro this one's this one's for us it's the most popular genre like in the world mm -hmm. and yet and still can't get the space right well um, and when you think about like if if there were more spaces that would put the leverage on the pay to pay pay people to not do that anymore because in theory you're going to have more people offering free space and right. spaces where you can get paid so if you've got spaces, free space, that takes the leverage out of the crooked promoters that want to charge everybody to do anything because right. there's free spaces to go perform at. And I mean, honestly, I think hip hop manages to be one of the most popular because it's a genre that can be identified but not necessarily defined, which I, I think is just through the nature of creating beats using samples or creating different using every single genre you can think of as background anyway sorry that's my disco discos where you know that's where it starts He's loop looping disco tracks and things like that right I, I it's it's like the genre that encompasses so many other genres all at the same time no wonder it's the most popular right yeah, right. it, it is kind of unique in that sense that like all all the American music is all just like an amalgamation, right? Mm -hmm. We're just like we're in a melting pot of cultures. All right. of our music is, you know, hip hop's probably the first one that's like really, 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 really our own, like developed, right? Everything else has mm -hmm. a lot of roots and things. Maybe rock and roll, you know. But I feel like like all the folky stuff is like that sounds like European music, kinda, right? You know, yeah. the strings and stuff, but. You know, hip hop is like us for sure, right? Like everything's us, like because we're sampling stuff that was created by us. Yeah. Um. So it's very, very unique in that sense. I want to ask like the the big question, which is, you know, what makes? And I'm going to define it even more by saying, like, normally the question is, what makes a good music community? But I'd like to hear maybe what you think makes a good hip hop community. I think collaboration for hip-hop you know working with lots of different artists lots of promoters different venues different i mean as long as it's good business and you know what i mean you don't have to work with everybody but hmm. i think being open to collaboration and supporting shows and projects that aren't your own that's another major part of it that just breeds goodwill and good faith amongst the artists and you can't run successful shows with just the artist hanging out right that's a method that just will fail it always does you can't just promote to the bands and their friends you have to bring in other people but i think that if the bands and the artists are truly promoting themselves like that their fans will follow them you know the band is the brand so if they truly engage and truly support each other i think the fans will cross pollinate with each other what do you think champagne urbana does well for the hip-hop community i don't know why we're so dope <laughs> we're just dope champagne urbana has a lot of dope talent and there's in and, and there's definitely like as talented mcs in places like springfield and bloomington but there's a lot in champagne the university pipeline is part of that right having talent and some funding 
in some spaces although the university doesn't really make like a huge impact on the locals there definitely are some points but like they're not reaching into the, like the the neighborhoods all over it's not like that right but they do what they can and they do do their university lane i think that that's an important part and then also um just like the government stuff like shutting down places in chicago people moving migrating here so we got a lot of links to you know the city of chicago where places in like say danville might not have that strong of connection or same with bloomington i think maybe those connections bring artistry and talent and perspective that you know might not come from the Corntown side of things because right. that's where we are we're we're in Corntown, illinois so all this great hip-hop stuff realistically is coming from other spaces you know yeah. like we can say we developed it but like how did we get the ingredients you know that wasn't grown around here certainly wasn't corn certainly wasn't beans no, no. so <laughs> that's i think we're you know geographically and then just like like i said like with the university and like some of the government things that have happened that have connected champagne to other spaces have probably uh helped along the way we've always had strong music like even if it's not just hip-hop too right like we've always been a standout community you know we have an reo play here and you know whatever else places like the record service and things like that that were way ahead of their time doing stuff in champagne urbana musically i don't really know why exactly is but i do i've, I've had people in other communities and it, it sucks because this conversation was done in like a negative tone right it was done as this was like a way to like insult but what this person said they referred to champagne as like the ivory tower of like hip-hop i was like damn it's like is that what people think like from the outside is that what the other central and apparently it is people in the other communities are like oh champagne got it going on they're popping because wow. here we're so in our own heads and sure. you know squabbling family matters and we see all these issues but from some of these other spaces there's spaces like peoria that are bigger or have more african-american citizens so in theory you're thinking the talent pool is bigger but they have no space to do hip-hop they have no healthy platforms they they just you know i don't know what peoria's problems are right they probably got their own downtown illuminati or whatever sure you know ruining things but for whatever reason champagne does like stand stand tall you know which is cool i'm fortunate like i'm pri i feel privileged to be uh you know a part of that and a, and a, and a beneficiary of you know that strength when you put your answer in that context it does really emphasize how important it is to have venues that do showcase hip-hop and do have hip-hop shows i think at the root of it, the big thing is just more spaces and in different tiers spaces even a canopy like i love canopy right but yeah. sometimes it's nice to do a show that doesn't have the pressure of turning on a 30-foot video wall and you don't have to send home four different bartenders with X amount of money, you know? So that's why smaller spaces, no pun, and, or the gallery or, you know, Rose Bowl, these other spaces, like they're critical too. I wish they were doing a little bit more, right? And that's not a knock at them. They got to run their own business. Like I'm not judging, but I wish there were other spaces doing a little bit more. They can't all be the same space, right? We can't fill up a 500 person room, right? We need to be able to do coffee shops we need to be able to do more stuff at like exile on main and you know things like that you need all that stuff canopy's cool for the big shows and you know raking in the tickets and the fame but like that you, you need more having the right people is the thing but the space is the number one if you got the spaces then hopefully the right people come through and the education and the opportunity you know come along with that like genuine opportunity to not the 
like I said, back to like the the trope of like the bad promoters. There's a culture of like selling people a dream of like we're gonna have this A and R come. You got to pay a hundred bucks to perform, and we're gonna have this A and R in the in the house, and then like he's gonna see you and whisk you away on tour. And people really like sell that sort of stuff, and like that that's not helping anybody so so you got to be careful that you know like so when the venues owners open they have responsibility on who they're working which promoters they're working with champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support exile on main street exile on main street located in the old train station building at 100 north chestnut street in downtown champaign has been helping to build record collections since 2004 carrying a wide array of new and used lps cds and video games exile on main street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old school gaming devotee Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week. They can be reached by phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. Welcome back. So, Robert, what is your favorite non-musical thing or things? My most favorite non-musical thing is my dog. My dog named Bogart. He's an 11-year-old Akita. He just had surgery this week. Ooh. He is uh, at home in stitches. Mm. He got two masses removed. He's old, but he's... Uh, He's doing okay. Didn't even have to put a cone on him. Doesn't seem like he's scratching or licking or nothing. So as of right now, he's just at home chilling. And he's a good boy. How did you find him? Or So my my mother was always involved with Akita Rescue in the area, right? Taking mistreated Akitas and rescue. I don't know if you're familiar with that whole premise, but she's one of the people that be running into puppy mills and shutting down pet stores and like all that sort of stuff and wow. so i was around akitas my my whole life like a couple that we had bought like were own but like most of them were just like trauma cases you know just all everything from like physical problems like hip dysplasia to being super dog aggressive to people aggressive just like all types of different dogs so kind of came up grew up around that and then had akitas you know pretty much my whole life going up and then when i became an adult this was my first like purchase of my own did a lot of research and uh shipped them in from nova scotia from canada from nova scotia canada way way out there you know he came in i don't know if he came in through like detroit or toronto or something flew in flew into chicago went and got him from chicago he's a definitely a pedigree dog he's got like champion bloodlines and came with the warranty and bone scans and all that sort of stuff so it was a it was a big investment but here we are 11 you know he's my the best investment i've ever ever made been really really healthy dog and hmm. incredibly well trained and nice anybody who's ever met my dog would tell you he's he's about the best dog what did like the breed characteristics of it have an they, they're a they're a spitz breed which is a double coated northern breed like a like a like a malamute they're slightly smaller than malamutes they're bigger than huskies but they're that 
type of dog double double tail double coat have you ever seen uh hachiko the movie there's a famous story about hachiko the Um, dog japanese dog it sounds familiar but i'm i'm disney made like their version but it's a true true japanese story about hachiko so i was around them like my whole life and ordered ordered them and trained them took them through puppy classes and all that stuff he's been with me through uh multiple houses and relationships and you know all that stuff so hmm. that's my boy it's the one like shout out shout out to you b i know you're listening <laughs> oh man that is one thing i love about the dogs is and and i guess any i you could say it for any pet but i dogs specifically i always feel like they're they're the ones that stay with you they're the ones that are the consistent ones, right? My dog has never bit me or scratched me because I, like, touched him wrong or something. <laughs> I know I'm not going to say what other type of animal is known for doing that, but some, there's this other animal. It's, they're cool. I like that uh-huh. animal a lot. But I've never had my dog just, like, freak out and claw me and bite me because I, like, touched him <laughs> wrong. He's way better behaved than most people. Robert, thank you so much for being on the show and telling me about Champagne Cipher cypher saturdays thanks for letting me ramble through it i need to do like a website like an archive type thing to like look at his like so, so i can just like point and this is what happened if anything like it's good to have some place a repository just something that keeps a record once we're gone you know those those things might remain so. after after y2k and all the computers bug out right what are we gonna do <laughs> y3k you know when that happens i really appreciate you being on the show so thank you so much thank you it was cool i'm not used to doing the press run right but i like i said i'm trying to shed a little bit of light on like the history of what the cyphers does and maybe maybe open up like i'd like to open up to some discussions about getting more venue spaces and pay to play like let's do a round table discussion about pay to play like get in ingram in here and whoever else hmm. and we can like actually talk about like why that's like fundamentally wrong and hurts the scene or hmm. or like let maybe let's have a discussion about like all the spaces that you can't uh, that isn't canopy or isn't the space like like hey we got rose bowl hey we got imc hey we got you know the gallery or whatever although they'll do hip-hop shows if, if the people are like professional and easy to work with you know like right. they'll, they'll work and then for me like the i didn't start with the canopy club right they, they didn't they didn't just oh you're so great and come work that wasn't it i had to show that i could throw successful events at the community center you know the same right. imc everybody starts at so that's mm-hmm. if people want to get into the game start start booking imc you know hit up mm-hmm. dj bj clark and those people and you know They'll, they'll get you a stage. Thank you for listening to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Robert K with the Champagne Cypher series. Great music is out there. Go find it where you live.
that's a wrap. Champagne is also a band. You almost have an NPR voice. It's so good. Studio on the inside. My dog has never bit me or scratched me because I like touched him wrong or something.